You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. And, Nick, we were just talking about the offense. Uh, one thing I wanted to throw at you, we talked about Clint Kubiak and maybe him taking over the play calling. I, I also think, Nick, this has been a problem for the Broncos for a while, right? Uh, we all we all know since Super Bowl 50 that this has been an issue. They've not been able to move the ball. They've not been able to score. Listen to this stat. The Broncos' 10-point game Sunday was their league-leading 49th game with fewer than 17 points in Super Bowl 50. They have almost as many such games in that span as the rest of the AFC West put together, 51 of those games. 49 games since Super Bowl 50 that they've scored less than 17 points. Wow. That is, that is really bad. And so that's where I, I also want to bring up, Nick, in fixing the offense, I think it's clear that, yes, Hackett needs to do a better job. They need to get more creative. But I think at, at some point too, Nick, You've got to say, you know what? This has been an issue now for seven years, really since Peyton Manning left. And I think part of it is players, right? you got to get better players. And I know that's you can't do that right now in this season, but I'm thinking long-term, you got to be looking at your roster and saying, you know what? Maybe it's not just the coach. Maybe it's not just the quarterback, right? Maybe we need to go out and get better receivers, better running backs. I mean, Javante Williams, I mean – Hopefully he comes back and is healthy because I think he's obviously clearly a great running back. But, you know, you got to get better on the offensive line, clearly. Like, that has to happen. Uh, but I that's part of my argument is, like, we can sit here and say, oh, this is a this year problem. I'm, I'm going to argue that this has been an issue for a long time. And I think that goes to the personnel and some of those decisions. So, because they did go get the quarterback that they, they were supposed to. And, and we can argue about Russell Wilson and if he's good enough or not. But. I do think that you can also look at the guys around the quarterback and the guys that the coach is coaching and say, well, maybe they just don't have enough elite players. Well, here, here's a, here's what it is. And uh, you bring up a very interesting topic. Once again, you have to have the right personnel. Like, like Lil Wayne said, coaches coach, players play, and cheerleaders cheer. And it's definitely true. So the one thing that's missing in all of this, and it should be flashing like a neon sign, is identity. What's the identity? So when you look back at all these coaches and and uh, uh, inconsistencies or deficiencies with either side of the ball, it's an identity, right? What are we trying to accomplish? Because I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers as, as kind of the model. They know what they are. We run the ball. We play great defense, Right. It's never going to change, so we're going to go out and get those type of guys that fit our culture, right? And we're going to plug and play those guys. Uh, guys' contract run out, 
Uh, guys get injured, we're just going to move another guy in. It's, it's, it's the hamster wheel. And the Broncos haven't really done that. So when, he, when, when you think about what the Broncos actually did by going out to get Nathaniel Hackett, you're thinking, okay, well, here's the system that he wants to run. Obviously, you don't have all those types of players because you have the previous regime with Vic Fangio, John Elway, and Pat Shermer. So you may not have all the players that fit the scheme. So now you needed to go out and draft and free agents and bring some of those guys in. It's almost like college football, if you will, right? You have a guy who's already there. Let's use CU and Mel Tucker, right? He recruits a certain type of guy, right? Carl Durrell comes in and he doesn't have the type of players that can run his system. So how many years are you going to give that coach to get the right players, right? So, so when everyone's saying, the thing Hackett is on the hot seat. Yes, he is. Could he be fired? Possibly, but most likely not, because that's the way that they're thinking, right? He doesn't have all the players and the personnel to run his scheme. So do we really know how this picture would actually look? No, we don't. We only have a small sample size. And I know that's crazy, George, because we're rolling into week 11, week 12. It was like, yeah, we know what we know. It was like, no, you just said it, George. They don't have the personnel. So if you don't have a personnel, how do we really know what Nathaniel Hackett is capable of, what this offense is capable of, what Russell Wilson is capable of, because you don't have the personnel. So they're probably thinking, let's run it back in 2023, let's go out and get some pieces, and let's see then what this offense can look like if they have the right personnel. See, I just changed the narrative right there. Nathaniel Hackett doesn't get fired because of that. Well, I see. I, I don't know. I still think there's a chance because, and I mentioned it on the last podcast, is that it's so it's so hard, Nick, because I, I keep going back and forth on on which side, who whose fault it is. It, one, both can be true, right? Uh, Hackett needs to do a better job of, of, you know, using the personnel that he does have to find success, right? That's what the great co- coaches do. They get dealt a hand and they turn that hand into into blackjack, right? They, they figure it out. That's what the great coaches do. On the other hand, I don't think he was dealt a very good hand, right? He was, he was given like a, you know, a 12 at the table. Right. Uh, and he's trying to figure out, do I double down? Do I, you know, what, what do I do here? Right. Uh, and so I think that it, it goes both ways, but what, but my point though, in saying that he could still be fired is they're on pace to have one of the worst offenses in NFL history. And I don't care what, your roster looks like that can't happen, right? Like that can't be something that happens, uh, you know, when, when you step in as a head coach. So I, I just, it's going to be tough for them to make that decision. I, I still want to see improvement week to week. I think improvement or, or even uh, not, maybe not even improvement, but an acceptance of, Hey, what I'm doing is not working. Maybe we give Clint Kubiak a chance. I think that would actually be a step in the right direction. If Hackett says, you know what? I'm clearly what I'm trying to do isn't working. Let's try this something else. Let's try something different, right? Because then it shows that he's accepting to change, right? Because there's right. going to have to be change after this season. If he if he sticks around, they're going to have to make some coaching changes within the staff, right? They're going to have to to evaluate some of the things that they're doing. Uh, and so I, I think that that's what you want to see from Hackett moving forward is you know doing a better job, dealing with the hand that he's been dealt, and then also maybe being accepting to some changes that could maybe improve this football team. And maybe, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe you go out, you know, uh, in a, in a, you know, a, you know, flames, right? Like maybe it's, it's, it's terrible. And Clint Kubiak can't be, 
you know, the play caller, but at least you gave it a shot. You tried something different uh, to try and turn around the season. But right now we're just not, we're not seeing that, that change. It's, it continues to be, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Well, that's not, that's not <laughs> working, you know? So I, I, I that's what I want to see. Well, well, okay. So with that being said, if you are Nathaniel Hackett, right, would you float this out there where, hey, I don't really have the personnel and I thought walking into the situation and that I was going to be giving more time to kind of change things around because we knew I didn't really have that personnel. And with the current personnel that I do have, a lot of those guys got injured. So is there somewhat of a safety blanket embedded in there, a kind of contract escape hatch, if you will? Hey, listen, I should be given another opportunity because look how many injuries I have. Is that a possibility of being somewhat of an excuse, justification, or how do you look at it? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think so. I mean, I, if I'm Hackett, that's what I'm trying to push is like, hey, I need more time. We got to get some different players in here. You know, we've got to get healthy, right? That's definitely what he has to push, right? If he's trying, if he's pitching to Greg Pinner, why he should have another year, that's got to be the pitch, right? Hey, I need better players. Uh, hey, I need, you know, guys to be healthy, uh, you know, those sorts of things and saying, hey, this wasn't going to, you know, you didn't build Rome overnight, right? I think that's what. Josh uh, McDaniels. Yes, that's what Josh McDaniels or, or Mark Davis. Mark, Mark Davis. Mark, Mark Davis said the other day, yes. you know, yeah. Rome wasn't built overnight. And I think that that's what Hackett has to push is like, hey, you got to give me some more time. I know I screwed up and we got to figure some things out. I know I need to get better, but there's still a lot of things that we need to fix. And I also think, you know, and I'm not saying he should throw Russell Wilson under the bus, but I would also say that his expectation of what Russell was going to be was probably a lot higher. And I think there's a lot of people in that facility that would probably say the same thing is like, well, we thought Russell was going to be a little bit better than he's been. And of course I think he's been a little bit hurt. I think you'd also attribute to some of his lack of a lack of success to personnel. I, I continue to say, and I've said it from the start, the Broncos don't have one player, not one player that's as good as DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett on this roster. Like at wide receiver, they do not have a playmaker as good as either of those two players. They also don't have Marshawn Lynch or Kenneth Walker the third in the backfield. You know, like I guess Seattle has Kenneth Walker now, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, they don't have those players that Seattle did. So I wonder if that's the other argument. It's like, hey, we got to get Russ better players. We got to get Nathaniel better players. I just, I don't know, Nick. It just, I also just, you know, the, the other problem with all of this is. The Walton Pinner group didn't hire Nathaniel Hackett. They didn't hire George Payton. So they don't have a whole lot of loyalty to Hackett. So like if he goes in there and he pitches that, they might just say, we don't care. We're going to go get the person that we want. And I don't know who that is, but I'm like, that's the thing is he could go in there with the greatest pitch of all time to keep his job. And they could already have their mind made up that says, Hey, we we're going to go get our guy because that's who we want to be loyal to. Well, yeah, that can easily happen. And I don't think, 
the Walton Penner family, even though they didn't hand select George Payton, they're not looking to make that move because keep this in mind, they don't know too much about the business of football. They know about business in corporate America. And just because we look at the NFL as a corporation, you just can't walk in here off the street and understand exactly what's going on. It doesn't work like your typical corporate America uh, company. So I don't think they're going to go in that direction with George Payton just yet. All eyes are obviously on Nathaniel Hackett. And can he improve? If they gave him better players, would things look different? And I would not, if I'm Nathaniel Hackett, I would not go in there with my strategy to try to keep my job and say, hey, listen, hey, Russ wasn't, wasn't what I expected him to be because guess what? All those fingers now point back at you because you were the person that needed to change the offense to fit him or to put plays together that would accentuate his his, his skill set, even if that mean, meant forcing him to do something that he did not want to do or letting him do what he wanted to do. All of that now still goes back to Hackett because you have you are the head coach, right? Which means that you're in charge of everything and you're the offensive coordinator at the same time. And my argument would be like, hey, you should have known at some point in the season that you had too much on your plate and it was time to delegate to someone else. But you just kept going to the podium saying the same thing. We going to be all right, right? That, that's what he kept saying, but it, it his Kendrick Lamar didn't work. So uh, now they're, they're, they're considering that, but I still think he can use it as an excuse. Hey, I didn't have the right personnel. We knew that when I signed on for this job. And you guys told me, hey, look, we know it's going to be a rough start, but we're going to hang with you. So I need you to hang tight with me and don't release me. Shout out, Kendrick. Um, I would also say pitching the Russell Wilson thing is not a good idea because they're already tied to Russell, you know, for the next seven years or whatever it is. And at the end of the day, they're going to choose Russell over Hackett because – they have to they're they're literally they gave him the money to stick with him so you can't go in there and throw the quarterback under the bus because they're like they're just gonna be like well you're stuck with him no matter what right uh, so but uh part of the problem nick also has been injuries for this team uh quickly before we get out of here some injury updates jerry judy not as bad as they had feared i know we mentioned that yesterday sounds like he's day-to-day uh is what nathaniel hackett said i still don't know if he'll play this week, I, I I don't know if you want to rush him back, um, you know, especially against a bad Raiders team. Uh, like, I just, I don't know if there's a whole lot of value there. Uh, it sounds like Billy Turner, I believe, is week to week. Uh, Graham Glasgow is day to day. And Kwan Williams uh, is week to week as well. What's just your thoughts on, on the injury news? It sounds like not as bad as maybe we anticipated. You know, when some of those guys went out, I was like, man, Jerry Judy might be out for the season. Billy Turner, another knee issue. Um, he could be out for the season. K1 Williams, who's been playing. I was going to mention him earlier defensively. I would argue he should be in the Pro Bowl if there's like a nickel spot. That dude's been unbelievable this year, I think. He's been phenomenal for the Broncos. I I could argue he was the best free agent signing they had. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's a guy that sounds like he probably is going to be out the longest, maybe four weeks, maybe around that area. Uh, but what, maybe what's your reaction to some of those Injury updates, Nick. Well, it's, it's tough, man. And um, NFL is a long season. This is why I felt the guys, when the collective bargaining agreement was up for negotiation, they should have kind of tried to negotiate more compensation because there's a lot of guys uh, have been injured on a lot of teams this year. And you look at 
the seasons itself, like it's 17 weeks or whatever, the owner's going to try to push it to another 18 weeks. So it makes things that much more difficult. Uh, it's going to really put stress on the Broncos defense because, yeah, you're right, Kwan Williams was one of the best uh, free agent acquisitions that the Broncos acquired, and he should be considered for the Pro Bowl. But being out for four weeks with them going in and the scope is knee and clean things out, that's going to put them uh, in a very difficult uh, up spot and off and the defense is going to have to try to find a way to make up uh, for his uh, play uh, moving forward. So it, it's a tough situation. Injuries are a part uh, of this game. And with Billy Turner being out with the knee injury, uh, one thing I don't know, I don't know if it's the same in, knee injury that kind of kept him out during training camp. If it is now the Broncos are looking at their right tackle spot saying we need to go find someone and maybe uh, it's in free agency, grabbing a veteran guy because grabbing a rookie guy and drafting him, most likely he's not going to be ready and ready to go when you want him to. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be interesting to see who guys, who steps up. I mean, Asing Bassey, I would assume, is is up for that nickel spot. Um, you know, P.J. Locke, if they get Justin Simmons back, can maybe jump in and, and play some there as well. Um, you know, you've got some some younger guys, you know, that you could maybe – Darius Phillips, um, you know, maybe he's back from his illness. So – Interesting situation there. And then on the offensive line, I mean, they just have to keep plugging and playing guys, Nick. Uh, it's it's yeah. just getting to a point where you're playing rookies out there. You're playing practice squad guys. Um, just a tough situation. Does sound like Cam Fleming might be back this week, so that could be uh, a help up there, you know, at, at tackle at either right or left because he can play either side. So um, going to be interesting to see what the Broncos do because the injuries – they just keep piling up. Um, it's it's a brutal situation for the Broncos right now on that front. But, Nick, uh, anything else before we get out of here? Hey, listen, man, that offensive line, they're going to have enough to another tough uh, week this week with this offensive line being banged up. We'll get into it in our next podcast. But if you are Max Crosby, you're looking at the Broncos' offensive line as like, excellent, right? That, that And, once again, we'll get into a little more of that uh, in our next podcast. But – that is something that's very interesting. And if you are Russell Wilson, you were hit 18 times last game. You may want to go into that room and that coaching staff and tell them they better do something about getting the ball out of your hand quickly. If not, that 18, maybe 22 hits in this game. Yeah. And, man, Max Crosby, he wrecked him last game, didn't he? I think he, I think he has sure seven did. sacks. I think he has seven sacks this season. Did he have two against the Broncos the last yeah, he he, he had about two uh, sacks, but he had a lot of pressures. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So it, it could be a big game for him. So we'll we'll jump into that later this week. Uh, but, Nick, thanks for hopping on. Uh, thanks, everybody, listening. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe and like the podcast. And we'll see you guys later this week to, bro- to break down the Broncos and the Raiders. <laughs>